Hello, and welcome to the Fantasy Rewind Podcast. I'm your co-host, Dylan Stoll, and I'm joined, as always, by my friend, Michael Whifford. Hey, hey. So today, we are going to be talking about Willow, episode four, titled... The Whispers of Nakmar. The Whispers of Nakmar. All right, and again, this is going to be Willow on the Disney Plus series there, so... Make sure you guys are watching that and keeping up with us. A couple of reminders before we dive on in, and that is if you want to get in contact with the show, you can send us an email, which is fantasyrewindpod at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram, which is at fantasyrewindpod. And we're on Twitter, too, which is at fantasyrewind. Oh, we right. have a presence. <laughs> we, have, we do. We do have a presence. Small but it's there. <laughs> um, so before we dive into the rewind here, Mike, do you have any news that we want to discuss today? Nope, not yet. All right. So without any farther delays, let's dive into the rewind. I was a little hesitant jumping into like starting this episode because, you know, there was some reservations from the last episode in terms of like, they just showed up at Nakmar and like Willow was like, oh, don't go up the stairs and because it was Nakmar And it, it, so it was just kind of like, oh, I don't know. I was a little like eh, about it since it just seemed convenient. But I really like this episode, even if it was built out of convenience, uh, because we got some more lore, a lot of lore that I thought was really interesting. Mm hmm. Yeah, some more world, world, or sorry, character building here with all pretty much all of our characters in very meaningful ways, and uh, yeah, I think it progressed the story in a very nice way, and it wrapped up kind of what we were talking about last episode with this like concept of death in just fiction in general. So I'm excited to talk about that, and overall. Honestly, this is probably one of the stronger, ep- strongest episodes this season. I really do think that as we progress through the season, each episode has gotten a little bit better. So yeah, just speaking like in general terms, like I have to agree with a lot of what you said there. I thought that this episode was quite good. I thought that you got a lot of good world building, a lot of good character growth in this episode. But the one thing I thought to watching it last episode was, oh, so they're just going to conveniently go to Bev Morda's castle. Yeah. And I think they did that for familiarity with the people that watched the movie. Correct. As well as just to kind of like have that like throwback to, you know, oh, familiar place, familiar landscape. Let's go back there and do this. And as soon as Willow said, don't go up the highest tower, I knew they were going we're up, going the, highest up tower. the highest tower. Yeah. Yeah. I knew the same thing. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, this is one of those shows where. It's clear and obvious where it's going. But all in all, yeah, I did enjoy this episode. I can't wait to learn more about it because this point here, Mike and I are on the same page again. We both have not watched Beyond Episode 4. So we're moving along now at a similar pace. No one knows what is coming. So (laughs) we'll see what comes around the next bend. Yeah, so we have we start off here. Uh, Our characters are stumbling toward the castle. I thought this part was a little weird again. Like, it's like, oh, we shouldn't go in there. And I'm like, yeah, no, no crap. (laughs) (laughs) This is where Bev Morda lived. And um, 
they're like, but Graydon's going to die, or uh, Alora Dan's like, Graydon's going to die if we don't go in there. And I'm like, how is going in there going to help him? There's no food. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was just in there like, okay, that's dumb. But I guess, like, the storm and stuff. And I did, I loved Brahmin in this episode, like, he killed it. He slayed. You His humor Borman? was on point. Yeah. Uh, what did I say? Broman? You keep on saying, like, Bromwin, <laughs> but it's Borman. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm just going to start calling him bro. Anyway. Uh, bro <laughs> is just laying down some really great lines in this episode. I mean, he's sitting there talking about, he was just, uh, there was some kind of quip between him and Kit, and he was just like, this is your grandmother's castle, or whatever, and it just yeah. like laughing. Like, he says, he kind of calls it as it is. Right. And it's so refreshing. Anyway, so uh, Kit's having this sort of flashback of Beb Morda surviving in her and her brother, and it's, you know, sort of a foreshadowing of this whispering of Nakmar as we're going through here a little bit uh, in terms of, like, there's some influence in the castle. And while I don't think it really affects Kit in any meaningful way, I think it is foreshadowing for the rest of the season. Yeah, I would agree with that. Now, this was really interesting. We get, <laughs> we get into the throne room. They chain Graydon up. And Brahmin saying about how they used to have wild parties <laughs> that would last two to three days. And I'm just like, okay, I love that they're throwing in like adult humor for the adults. And like, you know, it still would be like kid appropriate, like very much so. Um, <laughs> but uh, Kit wants to just like end grade and like, let's just kill him. We know what's going to happen. And everyone's just, they're finally just like, okay, fine. You're going to do it then. If you're so right. willing to do this, like, and she kind of just shuts up, which I was like, yes, thank you. Just stop talking. You're dumb. <laughs> this is, this is keeping me from seeing my brother. Well, actually the storm kind of is too. And you're not saying about anything about that. I did think this part was a little strange because they didn't, Willow's just lounging on the throne. Yeah. Which is hilarious. I thought that was really funny. Maybe me think of Tyrion in Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes. But they never asked him until like the until after they've already basically decided that Kit's gonna kill um, Graydon. They never even asked Willow, and Willow's just sitting there quiet. And I'm just like, you've got this great wizard who just did all this great magic. Like, wouldn't you ask him what should we do about Graydon? Why hasn't Willow said anything yet? Like that just it just seems really weird that they're almost using Willow like this sort of last resort. So they did ask Willow if he could use his magic on him, and he said, not unless you want me to rip his insides apart <laughs> or something like that. So I thought yes. that was like a sign that like Willow might have some magical strength to him, but he doesn't quite have the finesse that would be required to do like a good healing spell. Yeah, they didn't ask him that until after they, I'm pretty right. sure they'd gone through and like basically, you know, drawn straws and Kit was going to kill mm -hmm. him. Yeah, type thing. And I just thought that was so weird. Like, hey, do you know anything about this? And like, even like that should have almost been like when he, it was revealed, like he had it on him, like that he was impacted. They could have been like, hey, can you do anything about this? And he could have been like, no. And then this would make a lot more. You know what I mean? This would make a lot more sense. Him not saying anything, them not involving him, really. But like, mm -hmm. this is a magical wound. You would talk to the wizard in your party. Right. The magic I user just, should be involved. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I That just, it's just like a small nitpick, I guess. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> we we get some really interesting history here um, with 
with Bev Marta, and Willow is kind of telling all this, all this. Mm-hmm. And it's cool, like that Willow knows all this stuff, and Graydon actually knows a lot of stuff too in this episode, like a lot of information that you're kind of like, hmm. how do you know all that? Like you're seeing that Graydon is almost as knowledgeable, if not more knowledgeable, in some points as Willow, yeah, or than Willow, yes. Uh, but we find out that Bev Marta was kidnapped by the Order of the Worm, and she was turned evil by the crone. She used to be good, and then she was turned evil by the crone. So now we know that the crone is not Bev Marta, but Bev Marta's a master. higher echelon, yeah, of evil, if you will. I do think it's really interesting, though, that she was good at one point, and then turned evil. While Sorsha's like, we have Bev Marta's blood in us, and we can be evil. Like, at the same time, there's good there, too, and I'm wondering if there's going to be some kind of reckoning or cleansing at some point of that of their line. Mm. Um, we basically Willow does finally give some advice that like, hey, she was turned evil, so the only way to do get rid of this evil spell is with an evil spell. So uh, we can find it probably here since this is like the capital of evil. And they look in Nakmar's library. They find this spell book. They have all the supplies there. That's convenient. And. Uh, <laughs> They didn't have all the supplies. They didn't have Nightshade. And then Muffin Girl is like, hey, let's use the spleen of a possum or whatever. Yeah, because that's and all they she, eat is Nightshade. And then she all but admitted to putting possum spleen or Nightshade into her muffins, which was yeah. interesting. <laughs> or or that was sarcasm. Might no, have been not sarcasm. Quite sure. well, not yeah. quite sure. I did think it was really interesting in uh, Brahmin to bring this up. I didn't say Brahmin. I said Brahmin. Brahman. <laughs> Whatever you want to say. It's fine. People know oh who you're talking gosh. about by this point, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All this stuff was... I was really wondering at this point, why wasn't this ca- castle sacked, burned to the ground, everything in it destroyed, right? Whether or not it it is... And Brahmin says, oh, it's because everyone thinks it's cursed. Well, then you would destroy it most likely, Right. Why would you leave it all intact, just abandoned for the crone or her cronies to, (laughs) you know, sit there and use it or for other evil wannabes to come and claim it or, you know, utilize this power in some way, shape or form? I don't know. I thought that part was a little little bit like uh, maybe they could have explained that just a touch better. A little shaky, but here's here's my beef with that part there. Okay. So mm-hmm. your normal army dude doesn't want to go and sack this castle because they're afraid that it's cursed, that bad stuff will happen. Why didn't Rizel dispel any evil that was there? Why didn't That's another good question. Willow and or and Rizel team up to do it if she couldn't do it herself? You know what I mean? Like there yeah. was a powerful sorceress there when Beth Mortar was defeated. Why didn't she do anything afterwards? Maybe, like, that should be resolved. I don't know, like, if we will get that resolution later. Um, But also, I looked this up, and so Borman's full name is Thraxis Borman. Thraxis Borman. Yeah, so if you want to call him Thraxis (laughs) or Thoraxis. I'll probably probably call him Drax at that point. Yeah. Uh, I'll just call him Borman. I got it. Borman. Anyway. 
I call I've been calling him Broman, <laughs> haven't I? You've been calling know. him like like Bruman Brahmin or Brahman, like yeah. <laughs> some kind of Broman <laughs> or Borman 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 Borman. Okay, yeah, I got it. Uh, anyway, sorry, <laughs> sorry everyone who's like still listening to us at this point. Um, as I take my phonetic lesson with his name. So anyway, we continue on here, and we finally get this sort of first acknowledgement of what happened last episode. Yeah. Kit and Jade are discussing Valentine, and this is a bit of a heart-to-heart, and Jade's kind of going through and talking about how, like, what Valentine meant to her and how he changed her life. I actually, I really like this because... Jade's really upset and she's not just like immediately like, oh, I'm all better now. Like it still lingers with her throughout this episode. And but you get like why Valentine was so important and how difficult this was. Um, yeah, so I, I, I did like it. Um, I thought it was good. What were yeah, your so thoughts? I, I specifically thought that the way they handled Jade dealing with the grief at the death of or, or from killing Valentine was done really well. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, I, on the contrary, do not think that Willow even addressed Silas's death. Oh, no, not at all. And so I That's thought that gone. on one hand, it was handled really well. On the other mm-hmm. hand, it was what we were used to, which is, you know, the dismissal, this never happened, yeah. out of sight, out of mind. Um, but yeah, I thought that the way they handled Jade mourning the having to kill valentine who was like her mentor her father figure that like raised her up out of poverty you know it was uh it was done really well yeah i'm glad you brought that up i was gonna bring it up a little bit later on but uh towards the end of the episode but yeah (laughs) silas never mentioned once in this episode and willow just is joking around and everything throughout the entire episode pretty much so yeah borman is you know, snooping around the castle. Him and Jade are both, like, going to be keeping an eye out for the gales while Willow and uh, Alora Dannon perform this spell on Graydon to try to dispel the leech's influence. And, and Kit's there, too. Well, Kit's just kind of keeping watch, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's there. Oh, that's how I mean. Um, like, she's, like, she's there. She's not doing much, She's but she's there. <laughs> yeah. Borman uh, finds this vault... That's sealed up, and there's whispers, whispers of Nakmar, trying to get him to open it. I don't know. It, it, yeah, they were trying to get him to open it, and I, it was whatever. I mean, honestly, I'm really disappointed with this part because he didn't open it, and there yeah. was like all like this foreshadowing of, oh crap, he's gonna open this thinking there's gonna be treasure or whatnot, and it's bad gonna stuff evil. is gonna happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he nothing never opened it. it. Really. And I was like, oh, man, it's such a letdown. Like, all this build up for nothing. Just, like, comedic relief of him running around trying to find stuff to pry open yes. this vault door. I will say that it was a good engine for him to have a meaningful conversation with Jade. Yeah, that conversation uh, was good. Yeah, which is really good. We're going to flip back over into where Graydon is. We start getting hints here that Graydon has a dark past. And it made me think here that he was sick with some kind of evil or magic outside of what the Lich did to him. Because what we what we see kind of in this in his fever dream, we see it kind of through his eyes. 
Yeah, so Graydon has his dark past, and we're seeing this through his eyes, like in this fever dream, which is kind of neat. I like that they did that. Uh, Me too, actually, sort yeah. Of his dad saying, like, you're not going, you're going to have an heir of Tara's lean, and you've already ruined that from me once and we get sort of like this to the side it looks like kind of someone that could be related to him and we find out later it i'm his older, his brother. older brother yeah and uh he looks kind of dead <laughs> yes and so looks like he's a yeah. broke neck Mm-hmm. yeah uh after this we um we get Borman. He's sacking the castle. He's addressing how weird that no one sacked it. They just think it's cursed. Again, the sort of that like good comedic timing to sort of explain like what's happening a little bit, even though it wasn't really, I don't think that great of an explanation. Um, yeah, I think that's been his role really in this series is like Borman provides comedic relief, but he also provides lots of knowledge drops throughout yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, so Kit's seeing, sort of going around, she's going to get the possum bladder, like you had said, uh, or liver, whatever it was. I think it's and, like, it's, yeah, something. Yeah, wherever the nightshade is in the possum. Anyway, <laughs> uh, she's seeing or hearing kind of Bevmarda's coronation from the crone. Yes. In this huge tapestry, which she ends up burning and exposing. A secret passage. Yeah. Yeah, the hallway she came down, apparently. Yeah, I was going to say, like, because she ends up in the the medicine thing room, right? Yeah, because, see, like, I fully expected her when she burned down that tapestry to walk down the pathway and end up somewhere, like, secret, somewhere she hadn't or been before. Yeah, end up in the high tower. But, no, it, like, it's, it almost seems like the hallways are shifting, and she's kind of wandering through and exploring more than what she should have. What's getting her back to where she started in the first place? Yeah, but I I kind of like this explanation of her coronation. We hear about like the blood of the six running through her, and uh, you know she's basically what Bevmarta didn't see herself as the villain. She was going to get rid of all sorrow in the world. Yeah, I'm not a villain. I'm just going to murder a child. Yeah, that, that's where I was kind of like, uh, mm, I need a little bit more information on this whole path of the worm thing. like The blood of the six, what does that yeah, all mean? Maybe we'll get more yeah. info in the future episodes. I hope so. Um, we did get a bit more info later on, but anyway, Borman and Jade have this moment as Borman's kind of, you know, wandering around <laughs> looking for the vault again, and they start kind of talking about grief and uh, Borman says how like Valentine would have wanted her to deal with things in a certain, like in a way he would have wanted her to like clasp onto her dream and seize it. And like, he talks about when his partner died and I'm not sure if that means Mad Mardigan or like someone, he like a partner, you know, relationship partner. Right. Right. But when they died, he sort of, has this dream and he seized onto it and he's so so he sort of found a something to keep him carrying on and obviously that resonates with jade a bit and i think it's probably going to be protecting a lord dannon yeah or whatever it happens to be but she hugs him and you know it was kind of it was actually a really sweet scene mm-hmm. 
Now we get kind of flipped back to Graydon. The Lich is speaking through him. And I, I'm going to say that Graydon was definitely an upgrade over Ballantine for the wit or for the Lich. Oh, for sure, right? Because uh, as we go through this, like, he ends up being able to do magic and all this other crazy stuff. Like, we don't get any of the goo coming out of him, which I would have liked. I He's thought, not turning into a decomposing corpse mm, as much. Yeah, as much, yeah. Also, he wasn't as infected I was going to say, it also wasn't as long of an infection. So, this is where I I had my first kind of, a bit of an issue with this part, too, is when they're trying to, you know, they're throwing the stuff on Graydon, they're trying to get the Lich out and all this, like, the Lich is speaking through Graydon, trying to sow doubt between them um, as they're, you know, going through the spell, and then a Lord Dannon's like, oh, I gotta leave because... The lich said, "Like he, she doesn't know the truth about you, Willow, or whatever." And she's yes. like, "What happened to?" And like, and then her daughter, his daughter's voice is coming through as well, and like, "You let us down, or whatever." And she's like, "What happened to your village?" And Will's like, "Don't listen to him." And she's just like, "I, I don't know about you anymore." Like, like I have to listen to him. Uh, like he said two sentences. He's possessed. Like, why do you care? Yeah, and we know. I mean, I know why they did this because they wanted her to leave so they could set up the rest of the episode. But like, it was just like, so is it more important that you know this truth about Willow, which you can find out, hey, any other time, and it's an or, insignificant detail as of right now? Yeah, or save Graydon's life, girl. Come on, right? And see, I was uh, half expecting there to be a little flashback as well. Where, like, you got to see what happened to Willow's village. And I hope we get there eventually and oh, find out what happened to him, his wife, and uh, his village, and his son, and everything like that. Because, yeah, I'm I'm very curious about that. Yeah, they're definitely building to, you know, they're going to show that at some point. And it's going to be, like, this big reveal. Uh, yeah. The way that they're kind of, like, doing things, I feel like they're really building that up. Mm. Um. I wish they had said more like, I wish it had been like a spell thing, right? Like maybe a Lord Dana had kind of gotten some doubt in her face, but was still sort of saying the spell. And then Willow's like, you know, stuffs the rag in Graydon's mouth like he does. And then it's like, we need something stronger. Go get this one thing that's going to help pacify him. Mm. Uh, and then she, you know, at that point she could have left and then sort of had this like, like moment to like, decompress out in the hallway and then her and kit could have had that conversation i think that would have been better than just like like you're no help to me just leave like okay come on now <laughs> you already said you can't do this on your own so why are you kicking her out it, i don't know it was just yeah kinda, it was me, just done like, a little some poor. of that stuff is a little silly but yeah anyway this conversation between allura and kit i like it because one kit starts to i feel like have some remorse or some empathy for Alora Dannon and not just feeling jealousy all the time. Yes. As, as Laura kind of goes in and discusses like the woodcutters and what happened in the woods. And, um, as Kit's trying to open up to Alora, I, know, I just couldn't help. I was laugh a little mad part. about this. Yeah. Uh, a little bit mad about this. Laura's like, wait, do you hear that? The crying? And like, she's hearing her mother. And there's this, you know, flashback. She basically disappears into a almost like a time vortex. Yeah, kind of to see her mom murdered. Yes, but like she hears her mom say, like how I see you, like, and so it's like a kind of sort of cute little 
connection, I guess, to that. Like, or it's, you know, it's sort of resolving a lot. It's resolving a lot of the deaths, meaningful deaths that have happened in the series. Laura Dannon's mother, um, the woodcutters. I wouldn't say those were necessarily meaningful, uh, but I was like, going to say the same thing. <laughs> um, you know, Ballantyne, like those deaths, uh, outside of just not Silas. He's just not Silas. He was cast to the side, and he was yeah. forgotten once he went into the abyss. Yeah. So, the castle's curse. Jade is seeing the death of her parents. Uh, as we flip over to her, she starts, like, walking in the hallway, seeing the death of her parents, I'm assuming. Yeah, that's what it seemed like to and me. And it's the general from the first movie? Yeah, the first movie. I saw and him, then, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, man. Like, I recognize that face or that mask that he wears. Yeah. So they, like you had said at the beginning of the episode, they were definitely doing this to get callbacks. And mm-hmm. uh, so she starts fighting the general, ghost general. Yeah, she's sure fighting ghosts. Uh, she ends up, you know, getting into the storeroom where all the supplies were and uh, putting everything up against the wall. Kit ends up coming into that room from another entrance. Yeah. So something they didn't do, which I was fully expecting them to do, and I kind of wish they did, was when they were, like, going out in separate directions in the castle, like, having something pretend to be one of the party members, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. have it be, like, a ghost or, like, something that's not really Kit walking behind Jade, and then all of a sudden, like, they're talking, and, like, it will come transform and go after her or whatever. Like, I was expecting, like, that kind of, like hidden traitor type of um reveal almost well, they kind of did that a little bit a little bit with Graydon, but yeah so we have jade and kit kind of running into each other uh borman ends up being at the door not the general and he thinks they took the key because he can't find it and oh surprise surprise so now they know that he has it and he lied about it and yeah, I I mean, that was kind of underwhelming, but it sort of also got out in the air that Kit and Jade like each other and uh, Borman knows it, so. That was or at least they much... liked each other at one point. <laughs> I yeah. think they still do, but. I, yeah, they do. Yeah. It's just right now it's in a weird place because there's been so much, there's been a lot of trauma, right? Because it's been a weird time, yeah. Lots yeah. of drama, lots of trauma, all kinds of bombas. <laughs> Now, Alora Dannon finally comes back out of her time warp visit and goes back in. We see Graydon getting up off of what they he had been tied to. I don't know, a spoke wheel. Very strange because off of something, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't quite looking like the same setup that they Mm-mm. had before. No. Like cuz he was chained, his arms were chained, right? And yeah, anyway, uh, I immediately knew I was like, okay, something's off here. Willow's not here, probably for a reason, and um, he's broken out of everything. Obviously, there's some uh, subterfuge here, subterfuge. And so I was immediately like, yeah, Graydon's, Graydon's not all right. Right, it was very clear and obvious. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he Graydon's like, Willow became the lich. Uh, he he cleansed me, but then he became the lich, and Alora Dan's like, "Oh my gosh, we gotta go save him!" Not 
questioning how he got out of his bonds or anything else before Willow became the Lich. And But, I mean, this was actually pretty smart. Graydon really didn't push anything. He let Allura Dana make all the decisions. Right, which, right. He kind of, like, guided her, like, slyly yeah. to get to what he wanted. Yeah, because she's eventually, like, he's like, well, we got to think, what now what would Willow do? What would the Lich do? Go to the High Tower. Yeah, let's go there. And then they go in, and, oh, I'm actually the Lich. I'm going to finish what Bab Morda started. Uh, and uh, we have that whole scene. And it comes out that Willow di- wasn't a great wizard and didn't actually stop Bev Marta. It was Bev Marta's carelessness, and this is great in the Lich telling everyone this. And it's like, yeah, no no crap. We, we as the... Was anybody other than Alora in the room, though? Because I thought it was just Alora, Willow, and It was just Alora. Yeah. yeah. So only Alora knows that now, which I think is going to sow some doubt about Willow with their relationship. Um, I mean, they've been doing probably... that every episode regardless. Yeah, so. yeah, I know. But that's probably the purpose of that. You know, the Lich is like, so what are you going to do, Willow? Uh, and he's like, well, just like last time, this time I have my friends. And it's Borman, um, Kit, Kit, and Jade, and Jade. come yeah. in, and they immediately take down the Lich and just start punching him in the face. Borman does. I'm going to beat him out of here. <laughs> beat the Lich out of here. <laughs> I'm going to cure him with my fist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was hoping for some goo or something, you know, at this point, like, because they had mentioned it. So I was like, ooh, there's going to be some transmission or something. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't. And Alora Dan just goes over there and's like, I can cleanse him. Willow's like, no! This is where I thought the goo was going to come into play. Yeah. And, well, she just starts sucking out the evil from him. She sucks and the it, soul like, out of him. <laughs> yeah. Goes through her back up into the sky like Bev Marta did. She's sort of like this giant filter that right, filtering right. out all the evil. But as she's doing this, we get a flashback for Graydon where Graydon and his brother are in this tree together. And his brother was, you know, like, hey, I'll catch you if you fall and all this. And, um, you know, Graydon's scared. But then Graydon just goes and pushes his brother off of this tree and his eyes turn red too though yes and so like that's really bringing up this thing that there's something there was something in graydon at some point yeah or exactly what evil entity it is we don't know yet but it was something evil yeah and so this is this is also sowing some doubt between lord dannon and graydon Mm because the way she was looking at him as they were riding away uh there was definitely some because like, she saw that flashback, too. Yeah, she did. So I hope we get some more exposition on that and what happened to him. Because we didn't mention this before, but Graydon's chest was all cut up. And it's yeah. he's he acted like he he's known about this sort of exorcism thing before. Like he's had one done before, probably. Yes. So I'm interested to get more information on him. And that he's show, he is him he's and an interesting Borman. character are definitely the most interesting. Borman's the funnest by far. Yeah. yeah. But I think Graydon's character, how he's written, like his backstory is written is the most interesting. So one thing we haven't mentioned yet as well is that before Laura goes in, like cleanses Graydon from the evil there, Kit finally gets to say what she's been hanging on to the whole time. And it's that Laura was yes. able to do the tree thing and it grew into this big, beautiful tree 
Yeah. And it kind of gives Allura the confidence she needed to go forward and do the cleansing without, like, any magical ingredients other than just, like, her Goldilocks, just, you know, magic inherent within her just going in and sucking the evil out. Yes. I was was just in there like, thank you for finally saying this. For real. I was like, about time. You had one piece of valuable information kit and you finally delivered it. And then we get a little bit more exposition about the whole blood of the six. It just talked about these, these, they were the six nymphs, I think it was, who betrayed the mother. Not sure what all that means just yet, but I'm glad that they're really building up this whole history to this and giving us more exposition for everything that happens in this universe. They're really world building and universe building. Yeah. Which is nice. A little bit every uh, episode. Mm-hmm. So we have the Gales, two of them, show up kind of in the background, showing us that, hey, next episode we're probably going to have them. Uh, <laughs> and we also have, at the very end, Eric wakes up in a open jail cell. <laughs> um, in like a ruined like, city, basically. I thought it was like this huge, this castle, courtyard yeah. or something. Yeah. And then he like walks out, and it's this great, huge city. Like, this was definitely a world power at some point because there was just huge statues. It was super long, but it was obviously abandoned and left for just that. You know what it made me think of, actually? Is it made mm. me think of Wheel of Time with mm. the the one forbidden city that you're not supposed to go in there. Mm-hmm. And I was Shout like, oh, man. Out. Yeah, yeah, Shadow Logoth. I was blanking on the name, but made me think of Shadow Logoth, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is totally going to be like that, isn't it?" And well, we'll see. it might be. Yeah, it might be. I, I, again, I really love what they're doing with the world building. It's really yeah. exciting because, like, so you're... I think that's going to be the immemorial city they have to get to. Obviously, yeah, but... I would say so too. But I, and I want to learn more about it. Like, what happened to it? You know. What what why did it go from this sprawling looking empire to the liches there? Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's gonna do it for us with our discussion of episode four of Willow. So we're gonna carry on and uh, dive into episode five. Next episode, uh, we're also gonna dive into like a hey, you should check out this book. Here's why, and give like almost like a pitch episode where Michael give a pitch for a series that he enjoys and I'm going to give a pitch for a series I enjoy. And we'll see if anyone wants to check these series out because I know that I definitely am thoroughly enjoying the one that I'm currently in and I'm going to recommend. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) All right, but all that being said, this is going to be two nerds signing off. See ya. See ya.